it's interesting. I keep trying to figure out some of the historical aspects of, of our lives. And, and there's an ancient uh, tale that they tell in the early days of Athens, which was considered the cradle of democracy, you'll recall. In fact, women actually once had the right to vote there. This story is told by Herodotus, father of history, and revised by St. Augustine in his City of God. <clears throat> and it uh, describes this event in which an olive tree sprang from the earth, and in another spot, water gushed forth. Very frightened by this, the king sent to Delphi and inquired what this meant and what was to be done. The god replied that the olive tree meant that Athene and the water Poseidon, and it was for citizens to decide after which of the two deities they wished to name their city. Thereupon, the king called an assembly of the citizens, both men and women, for in those days, said Augustine, the women took part in public deliberations. The men voted for Poseidon, the women for Athene, and since there was only one more woman, since there was one more woman, Athene won out. Poseidon was angry at this, and the sea, and the sea flooded the whole Athenian territory. To appease the gods' wrath, the citizens imposed a threefold punishment on their women. They should lose their right to suffrage, their children should no longer take the names of their mothers, and they themselves should no longer bear the title of Athenians. Interpreted as representing the loss of matriarchal power and the introduction of patrilineal succession, this story of the disenfranchisement of women illuminates the contradictory nature of democracy as it has been practiced right up to the present century. Throughout the ages, male lawmakers, philosophers, and political thinkers in the process of defining and extending the democratic rights of men specifically and deliberately excluded women from those rights and responsibilities. In a world where homelessness and AIDS and, and drugs and famine and disease and poverty and breast cancer consume human beings, in a world where food and air and water are increasingly poisoned, where one-third of the forests are dying and where shorelines are receding and where arable land is becoming desert and eroding and where it's predicted that the average temperature of the earth will rise because of the perforated ozone layer, we have to develop different concepts than what we have been growing up on as to what is security, both national, local, and global. I mean, if we're right, and as many of you know, I'm a feminist, <laughs> or have gleaned that I am, that feminism is something more than a political philosophy and movement relating only to the rights and just powers of women. If we are right that it's a vision of what we love and how we would like society to be for men as well as for women, if we are right that it is a vision of a new just and humane order in which all people, regardless of race and religion and sex and sexual preference and physicalities, class, age, and ethnicity can live and produce together in harmony, mindful of today's and future generations, then our goals must be more than just bringing women into existing structures. It means that in order to accomplish these goals, we will have to transform these structures because present institutions will not do it. It's not that I believe that women are superior to men. <laughs> it's just that we've had so little opportunity to be corrupted by power. <laughs> and we want that opportunity. No, that's a joke. <laughs>
I mean, we can argue at length, and I'm sure we could do that here at another time. Uh, whether women can change the nature of power or whether power will change the nature of women. I'm one of those who has always believed that women will change the nature of power. Why? Well, we're less wedded to the policies of the past. They didn't let us get in. They didn't let us have anything to do with it, so we don't really have any responsibility for it. <laughs> so we're not wedded to it. I remember, like yesterday, in the, in the Congress of the United States, when I was a strong advocate against the war in Vietnam, and after a while, after the uh, Pentagon Papers and the Gulf of Tonkin information, turned out to be false and so on. A lot of my friends and colleagues in the Congress would come up to me and say, don't you think we're upset about the fact that we, would lie, we were lied to and that we would like to do something? I said, so what's stopping you? Join us in the opposition to the continuation. And they would say, we can't because we voted for it originally. You get sort of wedded to what was your action, whether it's right or wrong, and it's very hard to change. We all experience that in our own private lives. Well, I believe that uh, women are prepared to change the status quo. We must, if we're to obtain our goals of equal participation. The reason I think women will change the nature's power is that we don't usually reflect special interests. We don't own the corporations, the oil wells, the uranium mines, the defense plants. We tend to be more independent and to bring our values of nurturing and caring and compassion into the work that we do in politics and elsewhere. However, the true answer may not come only when there is a critical mass of women, that is, as many women as men governing and counseling us. And I hope that day will not be far off. What the United Nations passed was an Agenda 21, which is the 21st century. We drew an agenda called the Women's Action Agenda 21, in which we described the human condition, how people everywhere are frightened, by the mounting evidence of the deterioration of Earth's life-giving systems, how <clears throat> it was felt that as long as nature and women are abused by a so-called free market ideology and wrong concepts of economic growth, there could be no environmental security. We expressed our concern about the increasing quality of life disparities between inhabitants of industrialized nations and those in so-called developing nations, and by the growing numbers of poor within the rich countries. In all instances, women, children, minorities, and indigenous people are the chief victims. We said we were outraged by the inequities among children the world over. We see it every day on our television screens. But we met these people and their children. With millions denied food, shelter, health care, education, and opportunities for a full and productive life. We condemn the racism and disrespect of diversity on which this inequity feeds. We suggested that we could no longer tolerate, and we hoped it would not continue, the enormous role played by military establishments and industries in making the 20th century the bloodiest and most violent in all of human history. And we stated that we believe that a healthy and sustainable environment is contingent upon world peace, respect for human rights, participatory democracy, self-determination of peoples, respect for indigenous people and their lands, cultures, and traditions, and the protection of all species. Fundamentally, we said, women are a powerful force for change. 
that we demand our right as half of the world's population to bring our perspectives, our values, our skills and experience into the policy making on an equal basis with men, not only at the United Nations Conference on Environment and Development, but on into the 21st century. Leaders of the women's black movement made this statement, which I think is a very important statement this moment. It was in response to the choice question of reproductive rights, but it, it's fundamentally an, an important statement, which begins by saying, choice is the essence of freedom. It's what we African Americans have struggled for all these years. The right to choose where we would sit on the bus, the right to vote, the right for each of us to select our own paths, to dream and reach for our dreams, the right to choose how we would or would not leave our li live our lives. Well, I think that's what America's all about. I think that's what we want to try to do. We want to believe again that we can get together as peoples with all of our differences and so on. That the greatness of the country and its fundamental ideas can be realized because they have not yet been realized. And that all people can find a place and a, under conditions of economic justice, human rights and equality.